Are you ready to begin? I am. Hello, this is Sad Girl Syllabus, a commentary on media through the ages. Each season, we have a new syllabus to dive into. I'm Bethany. And I'm Mary. And we are two girls. Too sad. Let's jump into the syllabus. Hi, Bethany. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome. Good morning. <laughs> uh, the coffee. Um, mm-hmm. We are uh at the have reached the, the end near to the end of our season on um food and spirituality yeah food where oh, <laughs> <laughs> is it a lot to handle <laughs> um and uh i guess in a turn for this final episode instead of talking about eating we're talking about not eating <laughs> <laughs> yeah come come all the way around horseshoe theory or whatever it is <laughs> um which is a big a big spiritual practice it is a lot of a lot of spiritualities um turn to non-eating also known as asceticism mm-hmm. yeah fasting as part of aestheticism is a huge part across cultures, times, religions. <laughs> Ascetics, I guess the philosophy of, of asceticism and the philosophy of the ascetic is to deny yourself bodily sustenance. I was going to say bodily pleasure, which is definitely a part it's of asceticism. True. Yeah. It's about denying yourself pleasure, but also sustenance in order to sort of attain spiritual like a higher spiritual transcendence mm-hmm. um, does seem to for yeah Buddhists. right sorry um it seems a big split on the body spirit or body mind um uh philosophy um <laughs> dualism baby mind body uh, dualism <laughs> <laughs> um that but that by like reducing your physical senses and reducing like your physical desires or just even yeah sustaining those you grow spiritually and and i guess yeah the the main argument is that um is that you you yeah you are able you you're maximizing you grow spiritually because you're maximizing the spirit over the body Mm-hmm. by not by by starving yourself <laughs> and like uh, yeah. yeah almost becoming less of less embodied person yeah yeah and trying to be um and trying to be a god like cleanses like people who do cleanses <laughs> yeah <laughs> which was a point that you made in the first episode you were like you have to be inhuman and you have to be like a supernatural freak I know. to do cleanses <laughs> Did you see that? I posted this in the notes. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Or no, I didn't post it. I just sent it to you. Where I was like, I have gotten to a very strange place on the internet. And it was this bizarre website that is, you know, just telling you like what cool jackets to buy and like 
I mean, it's a clothing like lifestyle kind of website, but it didn't really have any other lifestyle articles beyond like 16 new spring jackets or, you know, something like that. Like, and this one was about fasting and it was like these insane, they're like the benefits of fasting. It's like you become superhuman and it kept saying super intelligence, super, um, super strength. Um, Oh my God. Super health. You become super healthy. You become like super dexterous and your, your reaction times are great. And I was like, but it didn't tell you like what kind of fasting you should be doing. Like, I was like, is this actual fasting, fasting, like just stop eating or is this fasting with rules? Like intermittent fasting is now a dietary trend, but Mm -hmm. that has Mm -hmm. like pretty structured um guidelines most religions that have um periods of fasting also have structured guidelines you're not just not eating yeah but that article didn't define what fasting was (laughs) and it was like you just Mm. you become a god it was one it's one of the weirdest things i've i've ever seen it's weirdest one of the weirdest listicles yeah um it's literally Nietzsche like mm-hmm. Ubermensch and yeah and since Nietzsche was ascetic himself or like philosophized on asceticism yeah um but wait wait it's called Air Rose is this yeah I know um, I don't know I'm scared I I couldn't find any more information about them and I was like is this it looks like it's um all of their stuff that they're selling is uh it's not it looks like it's coming from wait hold on it's like it takes you out of the air rose website to purchase the things and it's all yeah so that's why i was like did a bot write this listicle and what is a bot might be running the website because like they're all like they're all from different all the clothing is from different like brands and yeah. websites and it's all of course like there's this oh my gosh I'm just like oh man it's really really weird maybe this is a <laughs> bot trying to make me more robotic more like AI. oh yeah maybe it is it's training me yeah to, to recognize AI as maybe as a superhuman um yeah superior beings they're selling vacation shirts for $145. <laughs> when in Rome, baby. Uh... All products are independently selected by our team. Things you buy through our links may earn us a commission. It's literally an affiliate link website. Website. That's all it is. Plus oh, nice. this article on fasting. Yeah. Well, it seems like a whole lifestyle situation. They have like... Um, they have sections cars travel interiors and home style culture gear adventure and sport food and drink wait a minute why do you have a food and drink section when you told us not to eat but it's it's just like mostly glasses and like tumblers and stuff so maybe it's like just for water (laughs) (laughs) but there's like a lot of liquor (laughs) just get drunk you'll feel superhuman if you're not eating anything on top of it oh my gosh 
Rafa debuts achingly beautiful espresso machine. Achingly beautiful. It's achingly beautiful. <laughs> it, it really looks sort of steampunk. <laughs> <laughs> There's a cast iron. What? Snowpeak has you covered <laughs> with the cast iron microcapsule. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm just going to do something here um, for, for Patreon subscribers for patrons i'm going to share screen because when you sign up for the patreon you can watch the video what we're seeing um so (laughs) um just scroll through this websites uh website in quotes (laughs) (laughs) run by a team of humans also in quotes (laughs) just gonna run through this websites um like like a website that is promoting fasting run through their food and drink section. So it's tons of liquor, um, mugs with Porsches on them. <laughs> um, Ooh, super, super bar. Hmm. Pangaea. Oh my God. Of course. super super bar that's all you need for a week that'll sustain you for a week it is just liquor though besides that and yeah some coffee yeah knives but what are you chopping um the bulletproof whiskey vault a whiskey vault bulletproof oh my bulletproof (laughs) (laughs) who needs a bulletproof whiskey vault um a glorified soda stream. The Awa Carbonator is a sleek kitchen upgrade. It's a soda stream, bros. Um, oh, a beast blender because I guess you would you would need knives to chop up vegetables to put in your blender oh, for the juice cleanses. For the juice cleanse, right, right, right. Coffee <laughs> aged in spirits barrels. <laughs> so we're combining the two things that this place sells. Fuller's new half- release is half camera bag, half cooler. Why on earth would you need that? For all the Visco bros. I got my camera. I got my beers. <laughs> Here's the steampunk um, espresso machine that I was talking about. <laughs> oh my God. It's achingly beautiful. But also, Snowpeak has you covered with the cast iron micro capsule. Because you can't have a mic, you can't have a cast iron pan because that's too much food. You have to have it. Right. You need a little <laughs> one. <laughs> Uh, I love this. Cheers to whiskey peaks. Oh, 20% off. A lot of whiskey on this. So you know that this is like all being targeted to like a certain kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. The biohacking guy. Biohacking. (laughs) Just drinks whiskey (laughs) and coffee. (laughs) Have you watched the third season of You? No, but I think that was filmed in my neighborhood. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. They're gosh. like all over like a year and a half ago. Um the ultimate Mezcal Bible. Um the in in the third season there's a character who's like this dude who is because it's it's supposed to be set in northern California and he's like tech Silicon Valley dude and he biohacks and he he like is a perfect caricature of like the biohacking bro. What? A, a koozie meet the ultimate beer blanket. Beer blanket. Mm. Oh no, beer blanket. 
Okay. Oh, oh, the grill master's secret weapon. Wait, what, but what is it though? Let's see. It's going to be a, like a thermometer. Oh my God. Wireless meat it thermometer. Is a- Most meat thermometers are wireless. I'm sorry. This is the industry first wireless thermometer probe. By using Bluetooth to connect to your smartphone and letting you know exactly when it's time to flip, remove, and crack a celebratory cold one. Yeah, these are definitely bots. Zach like, Pena wrote this. Don't don't get it twisted, <laughs> Mr. Pena. Um. Oh my God! Literally, like oh, it's called meter. Um. Literally. Meter. Wait, I like how in this photo there's the peppercorn is unground. Ground. You grind the pepper with your teeth. You just spin- mm. sprinkle the peppercorns onto the meat and you grind it with your teeth. Um, those can that canine action. Um uh that's so that has gone too far. There is absolutely no need why you would need a smart a smart <laughs> thermometer. All you do is you pick up the thermometer and you stick it into the meat. That's all you do. And then it reads it for you. And that's, oh, you know, you don't need it to be sent to your phone. You just look with that's too with many extra eye. steps. Yeah. That's, oh my God. But I guess it's like, it's well, it's yeah. Ugh, it's like tech ritualizing. Right. Um, if it doesn't come through my phone, it's not real. <laughs> and I can't trust it. Again, this mind body dualism. Yes, I know. I, the I phone got it. is okay, part of the stop. mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mind body dualism and the Elon Musk Neuralink. Your senses aren't to be trusted. Philosophers have taught us this. You don't know what you can see. You just don't know. I have theories about mind body dualism, though, in like this um, through like, I guess you would call it a feminist lens. Um, right that like the reason why men started worshiping reason is because women were so in tune with their bodies. Oh, I think that's, I think that's right now. I don't mean like what the biggest duelist is Descartes, um, who definitely did not like women. Um, (laughs) (laughs) although, although Descartes like would correspond with women and he would, before he published anything, any treatise, he would send it to women. And then just like pretend that they didn't exist. Right. Well, yeah. And you do get this like this, like women are irrational and bottle and bodily. Yeah, right. right. And men approach reason and can, you know, divorce themselves from desire and stuff. And I don't think that's all Newton. I think that's just pulled from the dualism. Yeah. Yeah. And and this like. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, oh man, there's, yeah, so much to, to unpack, but like, but again, I think that, um, I think that there's the turn toward reason and enlightenment Mm -hmm. is a turn away from religion. And even though religion is, um, had been patriarchal from early Christianity up to, well, from Judeo Christianity up to the enlightenment, it had been patriarchal, but religion is like very much rooted in, um, this, in like this spirituality that is translated into, um, like bodily intuition and Mm -hmm. also, um, 
and and this is why I say again, like bringing it up again, this like idea of um, high priestess, like goddess worship and pre-Judeo-Christian religion, patriarchal religion, religions of antiquity worshipped women because women actually were the vessels, but it they were worshipped for being the vessels. It wasn't considered a bad thing, which it does yeah. as soon as reason is starting to get. Yeah. Is is put on a higher plane, yeah. I guess. Or, yeah. But then I guess you would call it like a like a mass or a meta appropriation because then mm-hmm. you have me- like philosophers like Nietzsche who are like, okay, but actually we should transcend the bot. Like, or wait, no, no, never mind. I'm getting it mixed up. I'm like doing, <laughs> um, because it's it's like they think that they're transcending the body. Mm um to like reach to reach like higher spiritual intuition enlightenment but like i feel like i feel like women and i guess i just speak from a personal experience i feel like women un- like your body is your antenna for a larger transcendent knowing and intuition that's how i've always felt about my body is that it's like this apparatus that is like an antenna that like knows things not only am I experiencing the external world and like gaining post priori knowledge or whatever uh (laughs) I forgot the term for the opposite of a priori but anyway um I like post priori (laughs) but it's it's like yeah this like apparatus and an antenna that can like help you to reach spiritual transcendence and um but in a patriarchal world, it's simply like a utilitarian functional vessel. Yeah. And it, I think there is more recent, like kind of work done on like the philosophy of feelings and, and making judgment calls based on feelings or, or intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that you have bodily experience that informs what you feel, even if it's not, you know, you haven't peace piece it out you have reason to believe certain things because you've already had past experiences that inform your feelings so your reactions to things are based on experience and are based on on logical conclusions even if you are not purposefully doing like scientific method to reach those logical conclusions obviously they should be you know intro you know like you should be doing some introspection Uh, (laughs) but the idea being like basing judgments on feelings and intuition is not like this irrational, um, uh, and, uh, unintelligent method of, of, um, of living in the world, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the whole basis of empiricism. Mm -hmm. Like if you can base, if you learn things and you learn things in tandem with having emotional reactions to things and then that informs how you progress past that then yeah that's that's what empiricism is (laughs) um yeah there's this book I'm reading called looking for Spinoza that's about like feelings it's about emotions in the brain and like brain constructing Hmm. emotions like as a way to um like as a perfectly legitimate way, like developing emotional intelligence as a perfectly legitimate or rational way to like learn and move in the world. Spinoza. My dude. 
Lots of love to Spinoza. (laughs) (laughs) We love him. Um, Excommunicated king. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's super interesting um, to to think about like how asceticism as a tradition started as part of a very spiritual religious um practice and then and and it's still practiced in religions today religious cultures today and then it went took to a secular turn with Nietzsche Hmm. who says um Mary and I just learned this this morning (laughs) um (laughs) in the genealogy of morals talks about asceticism but he he approves of asceticism only under this like biohacking bro dude uh, context of like it's about self-discipline it's about becoming the ubermensch the superman yeah. i do think then about like denying your body yeah he's not um, interested in um the guilt and repression that like the catholic church would be promoting with fasting um but he is i think also interested in not being like taken under by impulses of the world at the same time like that you remain um clear-sighted i don't know nietzsche for me is a hard one because i feel like you can only really learn about him through very um biased lens and he's very easy to morph obviously into an ideology like the Nazis yeah, did yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and to like take bits and move them. So it's like, it's weird. Cause he's like, yes. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. or yes, but, you know, I, I like it to a, a degree, but also not fully um, into the, the self-denial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I wonder though, like, is okay. So, like, so Ramadan, right? Part of um, Islamic culture. It's like a long, a uh, thirty days of fasting to the point where you're only eating when the sun is down. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think b- maybe before the sun rises, and uh, yeah, definitely when the sun is down. And it's, but and that's about discipline. And yeah, it's th- about denial. Yeah, unlike like Catholic fasting, which is all about penance and giving something up and, and feeling guilt. Um, so therefore you fast. I, I believe a lot of Islamic faith is, um, there's like a big pillar of like self-discipline, self-control, and that's a good chunk of what Ramadan is about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe it's like sort of, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the origins of like I haven't studied comparative religion enough to <laughs> like to know the if the origins of a lot of fasting practices it's like if you can control the body like that means that's also probably like some sort of path to spiritual transcendence um right yeah i think it's a, a, it is about like being able to say no to right to temptation mm-hmm. in in lots of forms um and so if it's like your most basic need eating, mm-hmm. um, and being able to control that 
very singularly, that's, you know, yeah, you're moving to enlightenment, I guess. Yeah. And I believe it, during Ramadan, if you are like really struggling one day and, or if you like have to go to work or like overexert yourself, you can eat dates. You can like eat up to three dates during the day or something. Oh, I, I so do protein packed. Yeah. And I do think, um, if there's something happens where you, you do break fast, um, you can add an extra day on mm. later, you know, it's not, um, like, well, you're fucked now, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you end with Eid and you end with a yeah. big celebratory feast. Um, yeah. 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 Which is another thing that, um, like again, the, the, like food, food rituals are so, um, so interesting when you think about the biology behind them that were developed without biology in mind or biology as we know it in mind. But one time I was, um, um, it was right before I left New York. And I remember I was like so busy and I was like forgetting to eat for a couple of days, um, just like getting ready to leave. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was taking a walk with a friend and I was like, I like almost collapsed. I was just like, wait, I'm like going to faint. I, don't know what's going on because I just haven't eaten and I'm just so tired. And she had dates in her bag and she gave me a date and I was like revived. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. I'm on top of the world. Like <laughs> it was, it was like exactly what my low blood sugar needed. And so, um, so yeah, I think that that's like just a really beautiful thing that it's like dates are, are ritualized into Ramadan as like, these are the things that you can, that you can break fast with if you feel that you really need something and it's like because it actually is like a super a super food kind of thing hmm. um and totally revives you yeah and it's delicious so. and it's delicious <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't eat the catholics are just like no no, no dates just fish <laughs> yeah no meat just fish doesn't count um <laughs> Right. I guess yeah. this is like in comparison to Lent, which we have talked about, which is not all fasting, but is, I would say a lot of people, when they give something up for Lent, they give up a food group or a certain type of food. Um, and then of course, previously pre-Vatican II, you'd be fasting mm -hmm. um, on Fridays. And now it's, you just don't eat meat on Fridays. Um and yeah, pre-Vatican II, you wouldn't be eating meat all of Lent. Um, and now it's just Fridays. And then for Catholics, there's a couple other fasting days in there, but the big ones, Ash Wednesday good and Good Friday, which bookend Lent. Um, and it is Lent, as we've just talked about in season two, is this mm -hmm. um, time of penance and and guilt and asking for forgiveness and trying to absolve yourself. So the removal of food or, um, indulgent food, I think, especially, mm -hmm. um, is sort of, yeah, this approach to asceticism, um, and asking for forgiveness. So it's all built in, into guilt, shame, penance. And I think that it's, um, I think that that has probably like really flared the whole like guilt and penance thing. I think that that has really flared up in like modernity basically, because I think mm -hmm. that it's probably rooted in like fasting during Lent or whatever is probably rooted in like non-Christian 
ascetic hmm. practices. However, the because the Catholic Church is so focused on suffering and like suffering is your vehicle to Jesus, um, there's it's like, oh, well, if we fast, we feel really bad and it really sucks and we suffer and suffering is good because then you can offer that up to God. <laughs> and then and then from there, it becomes like um, it becomes about the self-denial mm-hmm. um, because that's your like gateway to Jesus. Yeah. Right. And you're, it's a mimicking of the Jesus in the desert for 40 days. Yeah. Um, Fighting the devil. And Jesus could have foraged in the desert, though. Like there's consumables. He didn't eat anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just fought his demons. Literally. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, what I'm super, um, I'm looking at the, um, at the notes, um, visions that come from extreme fasting. Yeah. People document visions. I did see this one person on Twitter though, as I was like looking up, um, just like fasting and stuff on Twitter to see the discourse. This one guy was like, I'm disappointed that when I fast, I don't have visions. <laughs> He was like, he was like, I just get really hungry and like hangry and I just like can't think straight. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, I'm not getting the like spiritual experience from it. He was like, I wish I did though. <laughs> right. Cause this is like medieval, I feel like fasting, medieval aesthetics love mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um fasting in order to produce visions and ideas around connection with god and and approaching that because you're so hungry that you're seeing things but you're just, just hallucinating hallucinating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know i do i feel bad being so cynical i once took a history class and it was once. on once i took a history class um and it was on the middle ages um in europe and well, it was actually right around pre-Protestant Reformation. And there are all of these accounts in Germany of seeing miraculous things. Um, babies floating with jewels and like, you know, stuff. And we had this conversation. He was like a particular type of historian, like a cultural historian. Mm-hmm. Um, so he like is using these, is interested in like diaries and um cultural records from cities and things like that anyways um he someone was like well what were they actually seeing when they saw these miracles because it's like multiple accounts of the same miracle right and he's like they saw the miracle she's like yeah but what like what caused Uh it to happen like what is like the science behind the miracle like what were they actually seeing that they they couldn't and he's like the miracle it happened like what are you talking about (laughs) and like it was the jeweled baby floating from the sky that's what they saw and that's what happened like there's no point of speculating of like oh this is actually the cause of the miracles they were seeing because for them that was reality (laughs) um you know, I wonder, I'm thinking about the people who have 
claim to see aliens. Yeah. I wonder if there's any. <laughs> like some people think that alien alien sightings are like Marian apparitions. And then some people and then like in the case of the Middle Ages, people are like seeing things floating in the sky. Like a floating baby is technically a UFO. <laughs> well, it, there's also this like other story of like post-Reformation, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot less miracle sightings because it's not, um, a, and it, that becomes true for the Catholic church too. Like they move away from that kind of devotion. Yeah. Um, and the world becomes more scientific and no longer allows for things like miracles. So you don't see miracles because you don't believe in miracles. Um, but maybe, maybe the UFO sightings, I mean, they still believe I want to believe I want to believe baby. Uh, (laughs) I think that, and oh shit, am I going (laughs) to? I think I was just converted to like an alien conspiracy theorist. Um, <laughs> you now believe it. I mean, like, because it's pretty, I mean, I think that everybody is in agreement now that, well, even before the like weird intergalactic shit that like got released from the CIA, right. I think that everybody's in agreement that like we can't be alone. There's no, in such a vast universe, there's no possible way that we're alone. Yeah. And we can thank Tom DeLong of Blink-182 <laughs> for this cultural shift. And his, he's done a lot of work <laughs> on ufos that's his whole thing now he should move to new mexico he probably has <laughs> he has gone full ufo he writes books he i mean i think the government talks to him too like he's legitimately oh. a ufo scholar which Mary- is amazing because there's a blink 182 song about ufos <laughs> way back in the day um, Mary, this okay. is like roughly 30 days notice. You have to come out here for the Roswell UFO Festival this year. It's like the 50th anniversary, the 75th anniversary. We could oh, do man. a live podcast. <gasps> the UFO Festival. <laughs> Let's do it. Maybe for, I mean, maybe we do some extra content for Patreon subscribers <laughs> only. <laughs> for five Which, bucks a month, you can find out if, <laughs> if aliens are real. <laughs> Straight from the source, I mean, Roswell, New Mexico. We'll get, we'll, we'll let the public see, but, oh yeah, let's do it. Okay. Sounds good. We're, we're Fox and Mulder. I mean, Scully. Scully and Mulder. I've seen right. that, like two episodes of that show. Um, his, his full name is Fox Mulder. It it's is Mulder and Scully. Yes. But we're just Fox Mulder. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not Mulder and Scully. We don't care about that bitch, but. No uh. skeptics allowed. Anyways, I feel like we have gotten maybe a little bit off topic. We we have. Oops. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, yes. (laughs) Lack of food causes hallucinations. Hallucinations. Yeah. And yeah, you have, but you do have a lot of saints um, in the Mm -hmm. Catholic church who had visions and aesthetics who have visions and um, they're often doing extreme fasting. And that comes later to uh, uh rep- to get involved i mean well to inspire i should say um a phenomenon in the victorian 
era. Do you want to get into it now, Bethany? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I guess we can pre, um, pre, like the the prologue to all of this um, is like one example is Catherine of Siena is um, uh, is a saint too. I mean, there there's many, many, many saints um, that fasted. There's actually in this list that you sent another listicle it's only there's only two women but i feel like well yeah we'll get into this when we talk there's more but like for sure but it it seems to be a thing with women like young Mm -hmm. girl saints have like a lot of mystic stories or many of the girl saints if not all of them are mystics are also mystics which um and mystics have things enacted on their body like stigmata or have visions but another thing that it enacts on their body is like they're like through fasting, they have this, um, they have these religious miracles, um, appear to them or they talk to God. Um, but I guess in this listicle, St. Jane, St. Jane Francis Chantal, I guess she was a self-mortification kind of person. Sounds mm-hmm. like she was, um, like it, the, uh, the fasting is characterized as like a self-denial and like a, a wounding of the flesh. Catherine of Siena though, is is doing this self-denial as like a preservation of innocence um right and and sees yeah um yeah okay anyway Catherine of Siena is like most known for starting yeah to the point where you know her the pope at the time was like please eat um (laughs) girl you gotta eat please um and she's there's a couple of saints like this but they're they but they're like i only eat eucharist like they only end up eating eucharist catherine of siena dies at 33 um after um being Mm. unable to eat anymore um for like a month Um, (laughs) hmm. and losing function of like her legs but there's also like quite a few saints i think that get like some stigmata yeah after fasting for quite some time um and there's this term anorexia mirabilis and it really describes mostly yeah just these young women saints and a lot of them take it on as um it is a self-mortification and well you know this trend there's a lot of medieval saints young girl saints who vow take a vow of virginity and chastity and are about to get married off to someone they don't want to get married to. And so they pray to God to make them ugly. Yeah. It happens. Like there are like three, at least three different saints where they did the same thing and they become, they flagellate, um, as did Catherine of Siena. She, I think Mm -hmm. she wore a hair shirt, um, and, and fast and, and then become like, um, you know, so they're undesirable, like God made them undesirable. Um, and then they live that way <laughs> <laughs> until they die very young yeah. or get crucified. A few of them got killed, murdered, um, m- murdered martyred. Um, but Catherine of Siena is definitely the most known um, as having like these visions that came with fasting and Mm -hmm. miracles that she witnessed but she too is like yeah took a vow of virginity um before becoming a sister and Mm -hmm. um 
along with that, like deni- denial of the flesh, you know, it's like a real denial of mm-hmm. anything but Christ. And Catherine of Siena, of course, is living in like the 15th century or the right. 14th century. Um, so everything was considered under a religious lens. Now, what makes it what makes this interesting? This ne- the next topic that we were going to talk mm-hmm. about: Victorian fasting girls. What I think is most interesting when you when when I looked at the link that you sent me, um, is just like. I was like, wow, this is the effect of the industrial revolution. <laughs> like everything is made it like so many disorders are named and talked about mm-hmm. um, as a result of the Victorian fasting girls. Um, and 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 that's super that's super interesting because, again, you can't be naming um, religious phenomenon phenomena you like you can't be looking at it in Victorian times, you can't be looking at things, can't be considering things under a religious lens. So all of these like medical disorders start to come up, but anyway, yeah. Fasting girls. That was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fasting girls are like this bizarre phenomenon of they're all, most of them are all preteens during the 18th, 19th centuries um, that 19th century, sorry, that, um, pretend that they stop eating and they don't need to eat anymore to live. Um, and this mostly happens in the U S and England and they've all, they all get like scientifically checked out by like doctors, but also by, um, like clergy who are interested if it is a miracle that these girls don't need to eat anymore. Um, and turns out they they didn't need to eat um because they they all died uh but <laughs> it's like this really bizarre phenomenon of like well this girl from this small town now she's reporting that she no longer eat, needs to eat and like it just like keeps happening there's a two like very um known cases one the brooklyn enigma as we th- talked about molly francher but then also i think maybe more famously is Sarah Jacob, who's this Welsh fasting girl um, Mm. who claimed that she hadn't eaten since she was 10. Mm. And they convinced the local vicar um, who was originally skeptical. And then, yeah. And so people think she's miraculous and they start donating money and there's a lot of attention Human society has not changed. Exactly. Um, and then, so then doctors are like, okay, we're going to, we're going to send in a team of nurses to, um, to watch you and you're going to come to the hospital um, and we're going to watch you for like a month. Um, and it was supposed to be like, she's just under strict supervision by these nurses. And if she asks for food, they can feed her. But, you know, that also proves that she's a liar, Right. Um, or that mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a hoax. Um, but like two weeks in the nurses are like, okay, she's starving. You know, like she, she is starving. She's, uh, and the vicar's like the, this girl's failing. The nurses are like, can we please feed her to her parents? And her parents are like, no, like we've seen this before. 
during her her periods of fasting. like body failure yeah body failure <laughs> it's fine and then she dies yeah during the like supervision period um which is just it's so gross um and her parents get um arrested and for manslaughter and get sentenced to hard hard labor but um basically it come to be known that like she sustained herself off of like eating just very very little bits um occasionally she's like saltines don't count (laughs) right exactly (laughs) um and because she was in the hospital she didn't have access to food like she did at home where she was like just eating little bits yeah um there's a novel by emma donahue that it's not a great yeah you mentioned that i would say it's kind of fails but it is about this phenomenon it's like a where the nurse is called in to watch wait tell me why the novel fails it just wasn't good (laughs) (laughs) i got um it was a little to me it felt a little bit self-righteous in that Mm. so it's um it's a woman nurse obviously um and she like trained under Florence Nightingale or something like that um so she's like this is beneath me and I don't believe in this and she's like very much like the um isolated woman because she's like a free thinker and independent and stuff at the time and she it's to me it's just the it's annoying that it's such a split divide in the novel between religion and science, which makes sense for the time period. But I wish you had a character who's a little more um, questioning. She mm. comes to question stuff. And then she, of course, is like, no, I'm right. Um, <laughs> uh, you are a liar. I mean, they yeah. form a friendship. But so that's like sort of a fictionalized version of this a very similar story to Sarah Jacobs and they're actually supposedly making a Netflix movie with Florence Pugh. Oh, this. It's supposed to come out this year actually. Nice. But nice. the wonder. Um it's fine. The book is fine. It's just whatever. I think it's interesting because of the phenomenon of fasting girls. Yeah. There's another phenomenon of a woman, um like a grown woman, two kids a little earlier who is in like dire poverty and she um claims that you know she doesn't need food anymore and people believe her because they're like there's no signs of her eating food you know like Hmm. we watched her no signs Hmm. um but then you know she's put under watch and her body does start to fail um and it turns out that like her daughter had been like running a rag over her face that was like covered in broth so she oh. was or like kissing her lips her daughter would like kiss her lips and like deliver food ew. like a baby bird um to her yeah yeah um but it was a hoax and she did it to get money seemingly you know like people gave her money um but now people are like maybe it was a protest of like she was unable to to feed her family interesting uh, that's an interesting she was a single it. mom yeah and like in a time where she was unable to make any money so yeah. it was like this like was it was it a protest or was it just yeah totally a, a, yeah a hoax. um 
that's because that's actually what I was thinking when you said that it was this woman living in poverty. I was thinking like she learned how to she learned how to go without food. Right. Um, without sustenance because of because of the poverty, the severe poverty. But yeah, that's interesting to interpret it as a as a hunger strike. Um, and I do think that is the case for a lot of these fasting girls is that they did live in poverty. So they probably did have, mm-hmm. um, they were used to getting denied food to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say, um, I lost that thought. I lost that train of thought, but, um, something that's interesting that like, as the fasting girls, I guess, increase in popularity, which I guess it's circulating through like pamphlets and newspapers, Mm -hmm. these stories and also word of mouth, but, um, and like everything in the Victorian time, it's like, let's take her on tour, you know, like show everybody (laughs) the fasting girl, like, (laughs) like yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Take her on tour. Um, um but what's what's interesting is like and then it's like and then suddenly like all these other girls started popping up out of the woodwork and saying like I don't eat either and um it's kind of it reminds me of like um like internet fads how they turn into ticks or like people will talk about ticks Mm. and then other and then like people who are like chronically online or like addicted to watching will like say that they have developed these ticks and like it's a it's like the psychosomatic situation um which seems to happen to girls I, yeah. Same with the Salem witch trials when like mm. all of the girls just like one girl said like, oh no, the devil is like hurting me. And then all the girls started like doubling over in pain or whatever on trial and saying that it was like the devil channeled through whatever witch was on trial at the time. I know. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about it because there is definitely the internet trends of like, yeah. and now everyone has X or like, yeah. you know, like yeah um hmm yeah I remember reading a it that that sort of that phenomenon sort of stuck with me after I read <laughs> after I read this article that was like tick talk but it was like tick spelled like a tick like weird um habits that people psychosomatically develop huh. and it's and that's also like a strange um like it's a strange phenomenon um in terms of this concept of mind body dualism psychosomatic effects anyway like oh man and i also had read another really long essay about like it's all in your head but also that's what makes it real that was like the the thing and it was just like yeah like hysteria is real like you do go crazy but it also is all in your head but like what's in your head materializes in your body so like you can't just like deny that someone has a disorder because you can't just deny it by saying it's all in your head because what's in your head manifests in your body um mind body dualism is a scourge (laughs) (laughs) i will always i will always fight it also another another that's another way that i'm a spinozist because he was he was a monist oh was one and can't have can't have the physical without the spiritual but anyway Mm. but yeah it seems like another one of these um uh another one of these effects that like all of a sudden like other girls are saying like well I have that too and like 
I'm doing it too. But then also, then I'm also thinking as you were talking about this, about like something that mirrors in our contemporary times, the let's take her on tour. Let's like make, make as much money off of this as we possibly Mm can. Like parent, like Munchausen syndrome, like parents do this a lot. And oh my God. And, and like that one girl, oh man, I will never, I can't remember her name. I'll never, I'll never remember it um, during this recording, but that girl who was like on Reddit, like really famous on Reddit and like made herself sick and like would pick at wounds. Oh no, I don't know about this. (laughs) Oh, never mind. (laughs) I don't know if I can handle it, but I think Catherine of Siena did eat people's pus, sick people's pus. There's another saint who ate people's scabs. (laughs) people are so fucked up (laughs) sorry keep going this girl on the internet i don't know if this like needs a content warning yeah sorry guys that (laughs) went in on that one oh (laughs) it's content warning disgusting (laughs) but this girl on reddit though would like pick at her wounds and like stick fecal matter in her wounds no to like make her flesh necrotic so that she could get so that she could fundraise she had like multiple crowdfunding then i think i don't know if she's alive still Uh. (laughs) and but it's not even the internet it's not even the internet no like you can't even blame it on the internet because it was happening before and and modernity like turned it into something that's non-spiritual sure but like if Catherine of Siena fucking ate people's pus. Maybe that's why her head is preserved. Maybe that was the fountain of youth this whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's foul. <laughs> you weren't supposed to be eating your placenta. Oh my God. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> that's so gross. It Ew. is funny. Yeah. Funny to me because. Catholics do have this like mind the dualism is very strong yeah yeah. but it's like an obsession too of like don't like the body obsessed with the body obsessed with blood just want to be purely spiritual yeah drinking people's pus unable to eat other food Ew, ew, ew. Silence. <laughs> Can't go on. We're done. Anyway, I guess you turn to anything when you're starving yourself. Things start to look good, I guess. Yeah. Oh, gross. Or what is I always forget what that um disorder is called where and it's usually because you're you're severely anemic. But there's other things that cause it too. It's called vampirism. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> where you like want to eat um, food that that things that are not food. So like clay. Oh, dirt. dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Gasoline, I think, is a thing that people get like interested in. <laughs> um pregnant women crave dirt i think right yeah i think it's because a of lack of iron thing. yeah yeah or like lacking some sort of vitamin yeah. and so you yeah yeah 
and like pregnant women like being a host to a parasite are giving up all <laughs> sorry <laughs> i i said that disparagingly i don't mean it disparagingly it's just mm-hmm. what it is that's just <laughs> a matter of fact <laughs> women lose their like core nutrients while they're pregnant and so they crave dirt um i didn't know about gasoline though it's, mm. I don't, I think it's more like the smell becomes like attractive. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And so your body just like needs anything. So it, yeah, it can, so then in turn, it can tolerate anything. Um, yeah, this is a weird episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the next thing that I want to think through is okay so why and it gets into the whole like mind body dualism thing um and like reason versus intuition rationality non-rationality whatever so okay so these victorian fasting girls um and like it's not it's like a girl thing it seems to be like a girl thing like yeah. the, the saints that are eating the pus and the girls on Reddit who were <laughs> making themselves sick. Um, and, and, you know, it seems to be like partially motivated by the, um, by the funds that you get, that you can make a profit off of this, making a spectacle of yourself. And so like, so why is it that when girls do this, it's like a sickness and or miraculousness and then when the mm. dudes do it it's this like ubermensch superhuman biohacking like it's a strategy mm. for life both of them are like motivated by profit <clears throat> but definitely another one is like because like because obviously like that um airrose.com or whatever that website like they're just they're selling products right and saying that like biohacking or like starving yourself is is like what's going to turn you into like a supernatural more efficient more whatever dude but it's like it's treated and it's treated treated as though it's backed by science or something Mm -hmm. and then and and but like with with the girls like in the victorian girls that's also like sort of backed by science in but in the way that it's like disordered in the way that it's just like giving a justification for like coming up with with different kinds of disorders and I mean, obviously, like the answer to that is like the patriarchal lens through which we all operate. But I, I don't know. It's just it's like, like there's there's something deeper there, I think. Um, I do think you approach also like a I think with the saints, too. Right. You're approaching. Still this this dualism where women represent physicality and rep- or represent the bodily. Um, and bodily desires. And um, in that view to be woman is to be a failure because you're too bodily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by denying the body for these, these fasting girls and for like Catherine of Siena, you become less woman, less mm. human. Um and then for the men who are like biohacking, they're doing it towards, I guess, like, yes, shows of restraint, shows of self-discipline, 
that they are able to control themselves. Um, so there is that connection. I think like that overlaps, mm. but I don't know. There's an extreme extremity for the women that is like a requirement. It feels like to really do it. And for the men, it's more like, oh, look how strong I am. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, it almost seems like there it, it's this, it's this like evolutionary or like upward evolutionary uh, mindset where mm-hmm. it's like, I can get beyond my animal needs and my animal desires kind of thing. And like, I can hack the system. Yeah. I like in that way, it's like, I, yeah, I become the superhuman, but I'm very much on earth versus the fasting girls and the saints who are trying to not be on earth anymore, you know, like to move to God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like they want to negate versus becoming the greatest man in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's like, um, pathologized, uh, it's pathologized for the women because like, it's, it's sort of seen as, um, and I think it, 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 as a way to not get back to like goddess worship of antiquity, maybe. Mm-hmm. The, the the pathological narrative means that the women are um, not meant to be in the world. Like, I think that there's like, does that, I don't know if that makes sense or if that's just like an obvious thing that I just said, but no, I, I, <laughs> I have like other thoughts in my brain that I can't fully articulate, but um Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, but the women, the body is like the thing, like again, thinking about this, like the body is the vessel and the channel for life. Um, and so if the women deny that, maybe that is an obvious thing to say, but, um, if the women deny that, then they're, um, pathologized, Hmm. uh, because like that's their, it's supposed to be their function in the world. Hmm. And I don't know if that's a conclusion, but no i think that's a good point and also by right yeah by starving yourself um like these people did they do eradicate their ability to be the literal vessel like you Mm -hmm. cannot have Mm -hmm. kids if you're Mm -hmm. um starving Mm -hmm. and um right which is also nothing new in terms of like women saints they will do a lot of things to get out of bearing children (laughs) like arranged marriages with like gross old men (laughs) yeah ungodly old men (laughs) yeah because yeah because men have seed forever and women don't anyway uh gross (laughs) um yeah I think that it's um also the oh shoot the thing never mind i never mind keep losing my train of thought then like getting it back again um (laughs) um 
I'm looking through the fasting girl. I was looking through the the Wikipedia page again, and um, and it, it <laughs> there was a there was a story in the Boston Globe, and the headline was "Who took the cold potato?" Dr. Mary Walker says the fasting girl bit a donut. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's so good. And they like found a a piece of donut in her in her dress pocket and. The like lady had like put aside uh, two bites of potatoes and then they were gone. Just uh, <laughs> like, I know she did it. I know she ate it. Um, see, I, yeah, yeah. I already made this point, but a few minutes ago, but um, people shouldn't be mad about Twitter. Like Twitter has always existed. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's constantly. the Victorian's fault that we have Twitter. Yeah, like the Industrial Revolution has just really enhanced and also fucked us up. Who took the cold potato? (laughs) Mystery. Asked whether that was all the evidence, she said after I accused her of it, she broke down and cried. Oh, she's guilty. (laughs) Ooh, Inedia breathanarianism what what oh my god this wasn't this was like a link on the wikipedia Mm -hmm. page yeah this is a wikipedia rabbit hole that you're currently embarking on inedia latin for fasting or breath breatharianism is the claimed ability for a person to live without consuming food and in some cases water it is a deadly pseudoscience and several adherents of the so what you just breathe it's just you just breathe i guess so Okay, breatharians claim that food and sometimes water is not necessary for survival and that humans can be sustained solely by prana, the vital life force in Hinduism, by breath. <laughs> That's like another, like, I, I, it's interesting because like, and I, I don't have, <clears throat> I don't know enough about Hinduism to like speak on it fully, but there's so much with, um, like uh, with yoga and like embodied spirituality Mm. um obviously that takes over wellness culture today um so many people um so many yoga practitioners try to they try to do that they try to be adrian mishler (laughs) try to like gain a following and like be um make a profit from that but like but they end up many of them are part of this like a very toxic wellness culture Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm and yeah, I can see how that how something like breath in Edia would come out of that. That's freaky. But yeah, they are. Um, there's a lot of that, especially like on YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anorexia nervosa, anorexia mirabilis. Um, and then also, I mean, you can break down the dichotomy a little bit further too. like, well, I guess it's just, it's just the fact that medical science was advancing is like, like why, like you have, yeah, you have the girls in Victorian times, um, just like being totally pathologized and yeah, never mind. we already, I already said that. Well, at the same time, you have these, like, you have spiritualism, you have a lot of people creating hoaxes. Yeah. And other people trying to disprove them scientifically. Yeah. It's like Victorians love that shit. 
Um, <laughs> I do love that. Like there's, there's so much like Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison both were like the one thing that they were united in was their inventions were like trying to like talk to ghosts and like sort of like they were their goals with a lot of their inventions were um, trying to prove or disprove um, spirituality and um, yeah. And, and so there's like, there's a lot of, it was a real reckoning time, I guess, mm. in Victorian times mm-hmm. with like, you have this um, sort of established scientific method and you sort of have this consensus, a worldwide consensus that like, if you can't disprove it, then you can't really like say anything on, it's not considered science or whatever. And so right. um, the first thing that humans would reach for is um, spirituality, trying to like figure out ways to, to prove or disprove spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the notes to see if there's anything left. Um, yeah. Diet culture, intermittent fasting trends. Yeah. You see that. Yeah. You see that. Again, just the, the wellness culture thing. And it, I do think you're right. It has moved to biohacking versus mm-hmm. yeah. Any religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are some there are some in like niche influencers that'll that'll Mm -hmm. talk about the spirituality aspect of it, and I don't know. I think that the um, another like main conclusion from this whole series that we've just done is like people. Well, and and it's not. It's like I think that everybody understands this if whether or not they agree with it um that like people just need ritual and need yeah. a ritualization and the fact that food the fact that you need food um three times a day or twice a day whatever um that it's so easily ritualized right it and it um becomes like this it becomes a marker of your day right of course it is but then you make it ritualized and it immediately becomes sort of spiritualized um to some extent you're filling in that area yeah yeah (laughs) food man (laughs) um okay well thanks for coming on this journey (laughs) (laughs) and we will oh you know okay wait i now yeah i see this other tab on my computer um <laughs> catherine of siena died at 33 which yeah is a suspicious age hmm. um the jesus number but also another sad girl um that i didn't realize until i just googled it like a few minutes ago several minutes ago but um very spiritual very godly also died died by starving herself. Simone Vey. She died at 34. Wow. Oh. Huh. So more Jesus age. But yeah. Yeah. Simone Simone Vey um famously starved herself as a protest, as like a World War II protest. Um, starved herself for the righteousness. Um, but also like wrote a lot about um she's also is sort of considered like a modern or postmodern mystic. Um, Mm -hmm. she wrote a lot about God and, um, 
Uh, she was imprisoned, right? I think she was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. In this history, the sad girl history, she's prison. I like that. Uh, um. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, others think that Vey's self-starvation occurred after her study of Schopenhauer, which and Schopenhauer's oh. ethics is what inspires Nietzsche's asceticism. Anyway, um, Simone, uh, <laughs> there's a great Instagram account called Simone Vey Food Diary, <laughs> 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 which encompasses it all. It's a pun on it all because food diaries are also like a part of this like wellness culture Mm -hmm. Um, oh man yeah and again a ritualization of your food in that like you need to document every moment of it and explain explain it to others yeah um and share it with others yeah in this like digital yeah very odd digital super super weird also do you know about emily mariko have you ever watched her stuff no she's a tiktok star and got her fame on TikTok, although she's like on Instagram and YouTube and stuff. And um, she has like 7 million followers on TikTok. She makes she makes these um, recipe videos, but it's like she doesn't talk They're Like it's like it's very ASMR. She doesn't mm-hmm. talk. She just like cuts together all the different things, like video clips of what she's making and how she's preparing the food. And um, and it's wildly popular. Um, people like just fall down over her and um uh and even like people really go crazy for like her she'll do these like farmer's market haul videos like once a week she's just like I got these um Japanese cucumbers and I got these green cauliflowers and like she just like names everything that she has bought and then she and then she'll make a another video that's Mm -hmm. um her just like preparing it like doing food meal prep um, like she'll like have it in a salad spinner, like washing her vegetables and stuff. And people go wild over that shit. It's so crazy. It's this obsession over her food. Anyway, sorry. Um, I'm a little bit obsessed. Uh, <laughs> and then she also has this newsletter now that it's like a food diary basically. And she has like thousands of subscribers that is yeah. just like, it's 6am every Sunday. I am a subscriber. 6am. <laughs> yeah. I guess she, I guess she wants people to like, when they wake up, have it have her meal preps mm. ready to go or whatever like a little um, devotional in the morning yeah yeah and uh and she she gives you her grocery list and definitely has affiliate linkage in there too because she's um she also like tags like puts links out to what she's wearing and stuff <laughs> and her kitchen appliances but anyway you should watch it she she went viral for a salmon recipe mm. which is admittedly very tasty somebody's made it (laughs) (laughs) it's like salmon and rice and like kewpie mayonnaise and sriracha and soy sauce Mm. it's really excellent sounds good anyway okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, thanks for listening y'all yeah thanks uh this season we have extra credit episode coming up but uh and then we're gonna jump in to another season so we just keep rolling keeping it going turning out the content stay tuned for more machines (laughs) that's us
Okay. Bye, Mary. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Did you know um, there's a place on the internet where you can get exclusive access to Sad Girl Syllabus News? You can join our Sad Girls Club by signing up for our newsletter at sadgirlsyllabus.com. And with the newsletter, you'll see updates on new episodes, um, announcements on content and stuff, uh, extra insights, links, reading lists, resources um, that don't make it into the podcast episodes. And when you sign up, you get a little gift from us. It's a reading list, um, a, tr- a, a sad girl syllabus, actual syllabus, <laughs> sad girls 101. And if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash syllabus. And for five bucks a month, you can watch all of our director's cut video episodes uh, and get bonus episodes uh, when they come out. Uh, If you like what you hear, also please think about rating the pod on Apple Podcasts, sharing this podcast with your friends. It's really the best way to support us uh, is to help spread the word. So subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram at sadgirlsyllabus. Syllabus.